When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another Q&A ahead of game week 23, this time with myself as and a very glamorous Sam Bonfield. <laughs> How are you, Sam? I am feeling all the glam today. This is what happens when you have two makeup artists who have an hour of time with you and they can one can do your makeup and one can do your hair and you come out going, I'm all right today. It's a fun outfit with the little frills and stuff as well on the side. It's my, it's, actually, to be fair, this is my bargain outfit. I, w- I won't tell you how much it was, but it was not expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're wearing it very well. How was the uh, FPL show today? It was great. I love going down to the FPL show. Like It's it's just so fun, isn't it, going in the studio? And it's really lovely to see Ian. Obviously, I've been working with Ian quite a lot on the official pod as well. So being able to see him and we had Focal and FPL Salah on the line. So it's nice to speak to those guys as well. Yeah, it's been a great Friday, to be honest. And it's only going to get better as because there's a lot of you coming for me this afternoon. Oh, yes. <laughs> we are out. Where are we going? We're going to Crafton Cleaver tonight, aren't we? We're going you, on an actual date. You, me, and the... Uh, oh, well, I guess Ellen and Leah coming as well. Better bring them as well, Better bring them as well. We'll gaze yeah. lovingly at each other across the table. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very nice. And you're coming to us, so I haven't even got to drive all the way to... Uh, where you live so no we'll, we'll come pick you up and everything if you like oh, wow wow amazing limo, limo service I'm, yeah. I'm like and look, i've got my massive cup of tea just in case anyone's <laughs> going to comment there yeah we we'll go. take you we'll take you up on that eh? a bit of, bit of live uh live travel plans uh we've got linus saying you look very glamorous uh Thanks. we've got frode saying glam sam hello to fpl yellow army hello to Stephen ty hello to fpl freddy Harry, um, Harry, um, hello, even, uh, to Fraser Gray. I was going to say Arizona, but he's from Arizona. Uh, it's Fraser Gray. Uh, nice to see you. Uh, bits and bobs, tech issues, no tech issues today. Nothing. Nothing at all? I just, all I, was running a, I was running a bit late because I hadn't plugged my mic in. So when I came into the, the thing, it was picking up the wrong mic. So I just had to go back out and come back in. It was actually mm. my fault today that we're a little bit Thank late. Thank you. Thank you. No, not, not my fault for once. Hi to Even Skelly as well. You mentioned about it being good Friday. I disagree. I think it's an awful Friday because my team now has two flags in the shape of Jal Pedro um, and Darwin. We've had no concrete news uh, on them. I don't know whether to sell Watkins for Haaland, which I think a few people are debating as well. Um, yeah, I'm in a bit of a... I'm in a bit of a mess this week. How's your team looking? We're both on red arrows. Oh yeah, but I'm so annoyed with myself. As I'm, I, I feel like I <laughs> just make one bad decision after another, after another, after another. At the moment, like I can't make a good decision. And I was on for a green arrow, and I was like, okay, I've just got Ariola left to play. I benched Solanke on the basis that I was like, right, all eggs in the Ariola basket. Let's just go with that because I didn't want to bench Palmer or mm. Gordon. So in the end, I benched Solanke, which was Oof. like, I know. So then Solanke's uh, typically, Gordon has his assist taken away. Fine. Solanke's got a goal. Not fine. Takes out the arrow. It's just one of those things. So the green arrow that I did have going into last night then went red. But again, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like, I can't help but feel just a little bit disappointed with half my team at the moment. But, yeah. you know. 
I just had a crap week, and like yeah, I sometimes don't, like, it happens. And I look at my team. I just think this team should have done all right, and they just well, didn't. My Brighton boys massively let me down. Like Gross and Estupinian just in the mud. Um, KDB captain. I can't help but feel that that was. I was. I feel like I'm a bit disappointed he didn't get more than just one mm. assist in that game. Obviously, I had Alvarez, but I hadn't captained him. I benched Solanke. I don't have a forward from Spurs for the little. Um, craziness that was going on there against Brentford. I don't have Tony. Like it was just one of those weeks. And then Ollie Watkins actually did return. I I don't know. Like it, it felt like a reasonable week for me, but yet still a red arrow. Well, that's kind of what I, I thought. I mean, I, I got I got forty six, which is which is pretty low. But mm, I had fifty five, which why yeah. didn't think was that bad. There's, there's, I know there's not much in it, but I mean, the, people had Alvarez in there. Quite a few captainers of Alvarez uh, yeah. as well. I didn't have Richarlison. Obviously scored, and he was highly captained. Although I had Foden. But then, like Jota did well, he was highly bought, and you know my my Darwin, my Pedro, my Stupinan, all just didn't really deliver. So yeah, bit of a bit of a disappointing week. Um, mm. But you know we'll go again. Oh, I'm getting some love. As you look amazing, says HK. Thanks, babe. You always uh, look handsome. Oh, and Linus K as well. You look good too, as. Oh, keep these uh, Aww, keep these coming. Oh, uh, you see. Very nice. Very nice. That's uh, love. It is. I like it. Uh, let's take some questions in. Get your questions in. We'll try and answer as many as we can. Uh, we'll take this one from Mark Khan. Uh, first of all, as a captain, again, I see quite a few people brought him in and captained him last week. What what a move that was. Yeah, and and they were really good actually together, weren't they, Eze and Elise? What did um, Hodgson have to say about the injury he to pretty, He pretty much said the same as Pedro. They're going to have to make a late call, I believe, mm. on him. Uh, yeah, see, that would, and that would put me off the captaincy. Mm. Because... Is it one of those things that if he's not quite one hundred percent, he's on the bench and then comes on if needed? He's had all then... these injury problems like all seasons, he. So yeah, are they going to want to take a? Ri- I think it's a bit different with Pedro because like we haven't got any players and <laughs> he hasn't really been injured. And I feel like if he can be get on the pitch with one leg, it'll, it'll get him on. But yeah, Eze, you know, they might just be trying to be a bit more careful with him. He's going to move in in the summer. They don't want him out for a, a you know getting a year long injury. Where they're going to miss out on. 60 70 million for him probably so yeah i think he's probably a bit risky um who are they even playing this week are they playing Brighton? you lot yeah but we're at home derby we're... it's a massive derby yeah we're, we're we're better at home um than we are away we haven't lo- yeah. I, can't, I can't remember the last time we lost at home just looking you're at the... so jekyll and hyde this season so jekyll and hyde the last time we lost at home was in game week three against west ham mm. so but you haven't won that many at home either have well, you? There's been we, a lot of draws. A lot of draws. We drew with Wolves, beat Spurs. Heh. Uh, we yeah, but beat, that was weird, that result. We beat, we beat Brentford, we drew with Burnley, we drew with Sheffield United. Yeah, I mean, the results haven't been amazing, but we, we're not, I'm not expecting us to concede four goals to uh, to Palace. Well, I wasn't expecting us to concede four goals to, to Luton, but I think Eze's a bit much. I think there's probably better options uh, mm. this week. Who's your, who's your captain this week? It's on KDB at the moment. Yeah, that's where I'm going as well, I think. Oh, God. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, got a few talk about Brighton. What to do with Jal Pedro, hat-trick at the FA Cup, and then nothing against Luton. Oh, he's a really frustrating one. The hat-trick at the FA Cup was really annoying. Um, I think he plays. I think the... I was a bit worried when I, I saw the injury. Um, but if he's facing a late fitness test, I think unless it is like a categorical, you know, if he plays, he will re-injure himself. I just think he starts because who else are we going to play uh, mm. in that position? It could be Welbeck on the left with Ferguson up top, but that is really not where Deserby wants to be. So 
I think he starts. I think you keep him for Palace. I'll be playing him this week. I think I could bench him for Garnacho, which is one of the two. If you could sell him for Haaland, do it. If not, keep him. Probably. I'm probably going to be forced to bench Gross this week. Yeah. <sighs> and then probably sell him next week. Mm. I'm, I'm not. I just don't know. I, I was all in on Brighton, as you know. That Spurs performance, I was like, right, okay. I can take Brighton seriously for, for for a while. Like It feels like things have changed. Bit of momentum. Good players coming back from injury. You know, with Stupinian coming back, it was like, okay, things are moving in the right direction. The Stupinian's done all right since I had him until the game against Luton. And I just did not see that result coming at all. I did not see it. And then he gets withdrawn on 46 minutes and it's like, oh, great. Well, that's just wonderful. Not points for you. Um, and gross nothing. And didn't really look likely to get anything either. So... I can't see me holding Grace much longer. It feels like that was a a calculated gamble yeah. that's gone badly and I need yeah. to fix it. Yeah, I mean, I, I got that wrong as well. I mean, I, I doubled up with, with Brighton. I got a stupid idea. I got went for Pedro. I thought with the break, with, you know, the fixtures, the way they were, I thought things good things might be on the horizon. But yeah. it's been, you know, this is the third game in a row now we haven't scored in. And it's, you look at the options around Gross's price at 6-5. We've, you know, got for Tijota a little bit more money. You've got Richarlison at 7. Yeah. Um, Eze, Elise, Gordon, all these players. It's like, ah, uh, he's, yeah, he's he's got to really turn things around and Brighton have to, to make it worth it. So, yeah, I think I'd probably agree. Um, would you replace Gross with KDB? I mean, yeah, that seems yeah. like a great move, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, well, I would, for sure, if I didn't have KDB already. I think next week I'm going to be looking at Gross to Madison. I think that's mm. probably what I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly think the Gross to KDB is a bit of a no-brainer, actually. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Quite a lot of questions around Haaland, unsurprisingly. Unsurprisingly. Uh, Haaland in for Darwin, says Stephen Ty. Uh, Harlan Captain says Mike Parsons uh, as well. Um, I saw another question about Watkins as well. Uh, I planned Watkins to Harlan says Bits and Bobs, but now I have a potentially crock Darwin and I'm not sure Harland starts. What do we do with Harlan then, Sam? Are you getting him in this week? Yes. You are. Who for? Yeah, Alvarez. Okay, even, even with the brace? Yeah, because I think... When I bought Alvarez in, it was at the time where Harlem was rumoured to be, you know, it was going to blank anyway. There was a rumour of the um, the injury and all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, well, why don't I just get Alvarez in? He can cover out Harlem for this period of time when he's not there and they had nice fixtures. And to be fair, he's done a reasonable job for me in that period of time. But things were very different in the early part of the season because even when he was playing up top alongside Harlan and was really good in the very early stages of the season, we didn't have KDB there. Now we've got KDB and Haaland coming back. That's surely going to have a big impact on where Alvarez plays, his position on the field. He'll probably play a little bit deeper, probably be less attacking. Until, of course, Haaland comes off, because even if Haaland starts, I wouldn't expect him to get 90 minutes in the game on Monday evening. I'd expect him to have maybe the 70-ish minutes that KDB mm. got in game week 22. Um, so then it's a calculated gamble, isn't it? If if Haaland starts and gets 70 minutes, then for those 70 minutes, I'm expecting Jal, um, Jal Pedro. I've got him on the brain. I'm expecting <laughs> Alvarez hasn't? to play. I know. Playing Alvarez to play a bit deeper because KDB will be in there as well, affecting his position slightly. And therefore, it's an educated gamble because for the double, I want Haaland over Alvarez. And I don't want Alvarez as one of my three City players for game week 25. Mm. So I can, I've got the money to go straight across. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. 
Nice. Yeah, I'm. So the only way the only way I can get him is by doing Watkins to to Haaland. Not Darwin. Can't afford the Darwin the Darwin mm. move. I mean, to be fair, I kind of don't want to get rid of Darwin. I know, obviously, I mean, it was the most ridiculous game ever um, for him. Uh, you know, that was what everything about what what Darwin was about, wasn't it? He put up an XGI of one point seven four, um, which is his second highest in the league uh this season it's like that is absolutely insane numbers yeah. uh hit the post four times uh broke the record for that missed a penalty as well could have had five goals like let's be honest that could have been five well it could have been four right because because one of the, the posts was, was a penalty as well so let's say yeah, he gets four goals i am really struggling this season i need that chaos i need that chance that he just goes absolutely ballistic in one game and you know, he's just not a player that I can I can sell. He's got fifteen percent ownership. I think I just need to keep him. Watkins is the one. He's fifty five percent owned, and he's not really delivering big enough returns. I think you're a brave man. Well, I'm not saying I'm doing. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to do it this week. I mean, it's going to be Watkins to Haaland either this week or next week. Okay. Um, it's Sheffield United this week. That is like that is as good as it gets, isn't it? So maybe Watkins gets another week. And then, I, and then I move from there. But, well, you, you say I'm brave for, for going about Watkins. Surely it's even braver to go about Haaland, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, if, you're picking, and if you're picking one, then you pick Haaland like, all, all day, every day. Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I agree. I just, I wouldn't... It's difficult, isn't it? Because like my obvious choice is to sell Alvarez. I, I don't mm. want to sell Alvarez. It's not like I'm desperate to sell him, particularly after the brace on Wednesday evening, but that's the obvious move because I think Haaland coming back is going to affect Alvarez's position with, with KDB and all of that. Like I talked about before. The thought of selling Watkins kind of weirdly terrifies me and I don't know why that is because as you said, he hasn't exactly been setting the world on fire lately. I don't know whether it's the slightly um, an- anxious FPL manager in me that goes... He's quite highly owned and, mm. you know, there's the, there's the sort of shield that comes with having him, I guess. But then Alvarez is relatively highly owned and I'm happy to sell him. Solanke's another one. Like, you know, what do you do about Solanke? He's got a nice fixture this week. There will be a double some point on the horizon. It's all a bit tough because there's only the three forward slots. And we knew this was going to be a problem when Haaland comes back. So people are going to have to make some brave decisions and it's either going to be a brave decision to say right I'm not having Harlan or it's going to be a brave decision to say I'm going to get rid of somebody else and it's just which of those brave decisions is the right one I guess six blanks in 13 for Watkins one double digit haul in that time 11 it's not great like what is the what is the like are people thinking he's going to get another 23 points like he gets Brighton because there hasn't really been any signs of of that, I mean, his, his XGI numbers have been decent, but not spectacular. His, his best was by far against Burnley when he got 1.05. It was okay against Newcastle and he got the goal in that one. But I don't know, he seems to be, like the fixtures are still good, but he, as an asset, he has been on the decline for a little while. So it's just, I don't know, it's just, uh, I mean, this Far and Swift says Harlan looked refreshed and hungry when he came on. I thought the exact opposite of that. I thought he looked laboured and didn't have a good touch on him at all. Um, that miss kick he did was very unlike unlike Haaland, and I thought he he looked like he still needed 
you know, rest. But I, I was watching that through the lens of someone who didn't know him. <laughs> I was probably a bit biased uh, in there. I didn't think he, I didn't think he looked refreshed. I definitely didn't think he looked refreshed. No, I didn't either. I, I, I'll be honest. So we were watching, obviously, Spurs were on. So we had Spurs on the TV for the last 20 minutes. And um, once Liverpool went to halftime, we moved Spurs off the iPad back onto the TV and then put Man City on the iPad. And I couldn't really watch it. It was really stressing me out because KDB had gone off and I don't have Harlan. And I was like, just this is no, just no. I'll just watch Spurs. And I kept looking over at it because obviously we, Lee and I had it between us on the sofa. So I was sort of watching it like this. And um, that air kick that he did, I was like, oh, that I've got away with one there. That's mm. him. He's not quite fully match fit. He's not quite fully there in his... Like, I think he looked good. There were some moments where he, you know, was through, he got through on goal and the defender did really well. But he wasn't... I didn't think he looked refreshed. I didn't think he looked fully there. But in five days, with another few training sessions under his belt, I don't want to be without him. It was horrendous watching those last 20 minutes, not having him. Honestly, I was so stressed. Oh, and oh, I mean, Spurs game wasn't helping. That was also stressing me out because yep. Brentford were coming on strong. But I I was really stressed not having Harlan. And I just was like, I can't, I cannot do another game like this. I just needed to get him back in. Mm. What did you think of, uh, so there's a few questions around Foden. So David and L, uh, Richarlison or Foden? Um, for KDB, I'm guessing looking to sell one um, for for KDB. Uh, I mean, Richarlison surely a hard sell with with the, with the way he's been playing, the goals he's been getting. Um, Foden, I don't though, think you can sell Richarlison at the moment. No, not do I. And and Foden is so. When we were recording the pod this week, Jules and Kelly both talked about selling Foden, and at the time I was like, okay. But the more I think about it, the more I think. Well, it sort of does make sense because we saw him go out and he did get the assist from there, but we saw him go much further out wide mm. once once they were back. And then when Sean not in that central position, the reason why we've loved Foden so much in the last few weeks is because of that central position that he's been taking up. You move back out wide and you are a bit more in the laps of the gods when it comes to returning points. Like it doesn't feel like he's as assured of points as he maybe was playing in that central position. And I think he's going to spend much, much less time playing in that central position because they've got their squad back now and they've got their key personnel back and available. So it would be a reluctant sell for me. However, I think that KDB is a significantly better pick than Foden. Mm. And therefore, if it comes to a choice, if you have to sell one of those two to get KDB in, then I would rather sell Foden over Richarlison. Yeah. It's it's difficult with with the double game week. To, it's very difficult. To, to and it, the to potential blank for Spurs as well. I mean, who do you think the best three City players are to own for the double game week then? Well, I'm get, we're going to say KDB and, and Haaland, aren't we? They're, they're the two main ones. Yeah, the third one is an an interesting... It's interesting because I, I I don't know. Like, I'm, I was I was fully in the Carl Walker camp. Like, go for a defender for the double. But I feel less sure with all the stuff that's been going on with him and then obviously with him not playing in the middle of the week. I quite like the idea of Rodri in the cheap midfielder slot. But I don't know that I love that. Mm. Like, I don't think that there's a really obvious third. And I think the third is going to be the... That's going to be the pivot point. That's going to be the one that makes a big difference across the double game week. And you have to be thinking about who's Pep going to play twice mm. and get 90 minutes out of. the. And the only player that I think you're really, really certain to get both games from is, is probably somebody like Rodri. Mm. Or Edison. Or- yeah, 
I mean, Walker's a interesting, wasn't it? Because I mean, he's he's been dropped because of obviously all the personal things that are going on, but. He but they've every... said he's still the captain, and well, exactly. It's kind of like has he just been given a week off just to kind of get his head together? out the headlight? Yeah, and then he's going to come back in and start playing. Every minute. I don't, I don't suddenly think he's he's a rotation risk. So, I think if you've got Walker, he's an easy hold, and, and you carry on, and he's someone that you probably want to be looking at if you haven't got the three, uh, the three city. I mean, someone's mentioned Doku. Um, I mean, that was where all the play was going, wasn't it? Down the left to, to Doku over and over and over again, yep. just to try and get him on the ball as much as possible. Um, FPL Freddie makes a good point in the chat. Uh, Walker playing means Foden might not be as wide. I think that's that's true because we saw Foden hugging that touchline because they didn't really have anyone else that could bomb up and down the, the right wing. That's what that's what Walker does really well, which lets Foden drift inside a bit more. Um, so I think, I think it's a wait and see with, with Foden. Would I be selling Foden for De Bruyne though? Yeah, pro- probably. If that was the if that was the only way I could get, if it's Richarlison or Foden, I wouldn't be selling. I wouldn't be selling uh, Richarlison. So, yeah, I think um, I think you've got to look at that. Um, lots to talk about Madison. You mentioned you might be bringing him in next week. Uh, I had a question here about Poro on his in- input. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, what do you think of um, of, of of Poro and Madison? Uh, I want Madison immediately. I want him three days ago back in my team. Like I just, I just miss not having Madison in my team. The the twenty six unknown does bother me because obviously at the moment it's still postponed, waiting on what happens with the um, League Cup. No, the FA Cup result mm. from Chelsea and Aston Villa as to exactly what's happening with that fixture. I mean twenty nine. Uh, so- no, I mean twenty. No, I mean twenty six. Because if they go out the FA Cup, it could still stay in twenty six in the midweek. Oh, it, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. Which is why it's not officially been called a blank yet for those two. It's just postponed right. still for those two. Okay. If you notice the wording, it's a blank for Liverpool and Luton, but it's postponed for Chelsea and Spurs because they mm. could fit. It could flop, slot it into the midweek if both sides are out of the FA Cup. Okay. Um. So we, I'm waiting to see on that because obviously, if Spurs play, then then it does make a difference to what you would do about Spurs. Now, I currently, in that blank game week, I have one Chelsea player, Palmer. I have one Spurs player, Porro. I have no Liverpool and I have no Luton. So actually, the blank, I can afford to carry one mm. more player through the blank. Um, I love the difference that Madison made. I, I think from a Porro perspective, I didn't think it made that much difference. They shared the set pieces in terms of the corners they weren't as as I predicted on the stream last week it doesn't you know Madison coming back didn't mean he automatically took all of them in fact weirdly Kulisevsky took a couple as well which mm. I thought was random um <laughs> but Porro was taking some a substantial number of them as well so it didn't make a huge amount of difference he still had some opportunities for shots on goal the defensive stuff is difficult because the clean sheets I thought Udogi had a really difficult game a really mm. difficult game. He was he was poured out. I know I know you'll come up with well, I got the points, didn't he? And I get that, but defensively he really struggled down that side. He, it was his side that was really in difficulty. And I, I think Spurs defensively they need it still needs a bit more bringing together before the clean sheets are there. But Poro, you don't have for clean sheets. You have Poro for the attacking potential. Yeah. So Poro a keep, Madison a buy. That's what you're saying on that then. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Well, I I very nearly went for Madison. I I, I had the money oh, for I, want him. I had the money for De Bruyne, uh, or I could have gone for Madison, and I was fifty fifty right up until the deadline. And in the end, I went for De Bruyne, and it made no difference last week because they both got the same points. But 
this week it has affected things because I can't afford Pedro to to Harland. Um, it had to be Watkins. So these these things can have a bit of a ripple, like knock on effect, um, going forward. But if I didn't have De Bruyne and I went for Harland, I'd be thinking, oh, I wish I had De Bruyne. So you know, there's you, you can never you can never win like fully. And there's always going to be players that you that you want and can't have because that is the nature uh, of the game. Um, Bradley Gardner likes your shout on Rodri. Um, as well, if you're struggling for cash, uh, then he is not a bad option, is he? I mean, he's 77 points. Uh, he's got two goals and an assist in his last three games um, as well. He's got nearly 10 attacking returns this season. That's pretty yeah. good for a 5.6 million asset. That's what I think I'm going to do. You're going to go think, for Rodri. Okay. I think so. I think that's my plan. I think currently my plan is... Um, to move for Rodri for Rodri for the double, so I'll have Harlan and KDB, and then get Rodri in as my third. I just I look at the others, and I think, yeah, I could go for a Foden, but that's going to involve me spending more budget, selling somebody that I probably don't want to sell, selling a Saka or a Madison or or somebody of that kind of mid-price mm. territory to towards the premium end that I don't really want to get rid of. Whereas I can get Rodri in for Palmer or in for Gordon, or you know, it, it's not going to be too disruptive to my team to be able to get him in. Uh, and the sort of player then that I can move on for somebody else that's going to double at a later date. So I just think that that nobody really inspires me apart from KDB and Harlan. But Rodri's posting some really decent underlying numbers, so probably going to go there. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I don't hate it. He's he's a kind of player who, when he blanks, you're always going to be like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have got the defensive yeah. midfielder from from City, but. At the same time, he he, he crops up But then up he with might goals. not blank, yeah. No, exactly. And, you, and he will play both games across the double. Absolutely. He's, he's nailed on. He will play. And he has a habit of, of scoring important goals for them. So, uh, you know, well. if he gets three in the first game and then gets three and a, and a random worldy of a goal in the second, <laughs> like if he comes out of that game week with, say, 10 across the double, you'd be delighted with that return from Rodri. Whereas if Foden came out with 10, I'd be like, oh, I'm a bit disappointed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, BB Defender says hi as has there been any chat among Brighton fans about Stupinan and his halftime sub versus Luton oh, what a what a well actually it saved him losing a point didn't it um, so <laughs> in some ways it was better because we conceded again I wonder if it was injury or tactical I wouldn't worry too much about it I mean we played Igor at left centre back um, which didn't work because Igor I don't think is really up to it at the moment um, whether he kind of you know will he ever be exactly will will he will he improve i haven't seen enough of him this season to think he's he's gonna you know now that spot down i thought stupinan's been really good in that in that spot um as well so i was a bit surprised to see that that change made um the fact was we were three down at half time stupinan's been out for months with an injury i think deserve thought we're not going to get back into this and it's time to take him off he could have taken off any player in in that Mm. match every single one of the team was awful so (laughs) And no one improved the team when they came on. So I, oh, I just, bless you. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't worry about it. I think if you've got him, he's, he's, he's our best left, left back. He's, he's going to play. I don't think Deserby's going to blame that on, on a stupid man's performance. Everyone was, everyone was terrible. I was uh, at yoga on Tuesday night and when that game started and I was quite happily relaxed at the end of my yoga class, you know, came out, got my phone out of my bag and I was like, what the f- like, do you know what I mean? Like, when you look at it and you're like, Luton have done what now? Like, what's <laughs> happened? What happened to my Estupinian clean sheet? What's going on? And it just got worse and worse, didn't it? 
I was I was on my way to to football and it was two nil and I was like oh at least when I come out of football you know yeah be better you, you've got that hope that you know it'd be two all or three two and a great comeback and we we finished the game and someone said oh it's uh, I was like what's the score and they went four nil and I was like yeah yeah what what really is the score and they were like no four nil four nil I was just like oh my god that is jeez that's bad I mean it's it's another game where we've just started terribly and it's a bit like that game against Spurs against Newcastle last year. Yeah. where it just everything went wrong and you just watched it and you were just like this is terrible everything's gone to pot nobody was improving anything it was just getting worse and worse and it was it was that game for Brighton this year yeah I mean what, what's been happening in those kind of games for us this season we, we've had poor starts to, to games but then in the second half or just before the second half I've really started to get it together and we just couldn't get it together like we made Ross Barkley look like bloody prime Iniesta Ross Barkley looked <laughs> epic <laughs> He was honestly, he was unbelievable in, was. in that match. Absolutely unbelievable. So, yeah, we need we need a change. Milner's out now. I don't know who's going to play it right back, and I don't know who's playing at centre back. And Pedro's got a doubt. It's yeah, it's, it's a concern with with our players. But I think a home home game against Palace. If there's ever a game to you know get things back on track, then then it's uh, it's going to be this one. <laughs> uh, Bill Leary says you were great on the FPL show. Ah, oh, thank you. Do you know it's one of those, isn't it? Sometimes you do the fantasy show and you think. That was okay. Mm. And then other times you finish it and you're like, that was a really nice show today. Like it felt really good. Like, do you know, you, as a content creator, sometimes it's with every show, it's the same. Like sometimes I do these and I'm like, that was a bit weird today. That was a bit random. And sometimes you finish it and you're like, that was great. It felt like a really good one today. Mm. Hopefully you like my yellow shoes. I feel like I dressed like wolves today. I was saying that to you before <laughs> I came. I had my mustard shoes on. I got my mustard belt on. Yeah. Are you a secret wolves fan? No. Um, but you know, I do love a mustard, like mustard color. Mm. Mustard's mm. my I've color, a... I think. Hang on. What you got? Mustard blanket. Yeah, hang on. Look, these are my shoes. They're right next to me. <laughs> they were epic. Look. look oh at... yeah, look at those. Look at them. Yeah, proper mustard. Yeah, proper, mustard. and they're proper high. I was like, so like in around East tinkering. London, yeah, mustard, mustard, mustard shoes, mustard shoes. All the mustard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you make of Rashford? Dr. David, 1963, another goal for him. Obviously, lots of talk about his antics doing tequilas in the in the nightclub. I love that. Um, you see the interview with Carragher. Uh, was it Carragher, Keane and Neville, was it? Yeah. And they were all just like, we've all been there. We've all gone out. We've all had a few too many drinks. We've all regretted it, you know. And then you had, um, was it Ian Wright? Like, ah, he's 26, he should know better. And it's like, oh, come it's on, right? not righty. a baby anymore. <laughs> you've been out, you've been out past the, the curfew. I mean, that's what you that's what you want though, isn't it? You, you, a player like that, obviously, you know, drags the club like through the mud a bit in, in the press and, and everything, uh, but then comes in with a performance, gets a goal against Wolves and a, a, a frankly amazing win. I mean, that goal from Manu, Manu, Manu? Ridiculous goal. I was like, he just beat like four players. They just, they just left. And just they started off him, didn't they? It was ridiculous. It was and, such a good goal. And to have done that after 98 minutes on the pitch as well. I mean, I, I'm bloody knackered after I play about 15. Let alone, Particularly let... when it was like right at the death. They'd only just conceded. You, you could have understood them just being like, oh, incredible, God, you know. But absolutely, no, it was a really good incredible. goal. And, and I do think, you know, now with, with Manchester United, I think, you know, they've got Casemiro back, they've got Shaw back, they've got Martinez. Having a centre-back who can actually play dictate football. tip tempo and play football a bit. I mean, look at Liverpool without Van Dijk when they I lose, know, they yeah. lose Van Dijk. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a big difference. They, they've got the front four. 
that's working, Fernandez, Garnacho, Rashford and, and Hoyland up top. They're a better unit now. And I don't think we should completely write them off. Um, it's just, I mean, it's West Ham next, then it's Villa, Luton, Fulham. Villa, Luton, Fulham, it's not bad. I mean, it's Fulham in, in 26. That's a time when, um, you know, there might be blanks. Let's say Spurs and, and Chelsea does get to, get called off. I've I got Garnacho. <laughs> Am I just trying to talk myself into uh, <laughs> into holding him? I don't think there's anything wrong with holding Garnacho. If you've got him, just hold mm. him. It's mm. not exactly a big problem, is he? Like, you know, it's not taking up loads of budget. Unless you want to swap him for Rodri. Yeah, well, oh, Rodri's too expensive. I can't afford anyone, but but Garnacho at the moment. BB Defender says you should get dropped more often. They probably should. Go up from, <laughs> maybe Tenal is going to take them all out to the same nightclub. And, and yeah, just uh, constantly. Just it's, it's just going to have bottles of tequila in the changing room now. <laughs> Drink a couple of shots before you go out, boys. See what Absolutely. happens. Uh, Trini Guna says, hey, as oh, God, what's your master plan to revive your season and Oh, I'm going to sit ranks? back and listen to this. Come on, let's hear it. I'd love to tell you that I had a, a master plan. Um, every week I look at my team and I think, yeah, this looks all right. <laughs> going to have a good week this week. Yeah. And every week, I mean, I went into this week with, with De Bruyne and Foden against Burnley at home. Yeah. We both started and I thought this is going to be great. And then Alvarez gets a brace and they just come with assist each. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've sold Watkins and he's and he's hauled. I've held on to Watkins and he's blanked. I've watched Darwin hit the post four times. <laughs> I've seen Pedro go off injured. I've seen this new Bradley um, Liverpool right back, like absolutely 21 points. 21 points when that should have been Trent. <laughs> you know, it's... It, I, <laughs> I'm I am finding this season unbelievably tough, and any time I feel like I'm I'm climbing, I, I end up dropping back the next week. Um, I'd love to tell you I have a master plan. I'm just gonna keep doing what I've always done and try and buy players in who I think are gonna get points, um, and not panic too much. Um, I mean, Doctor David says you've got to go off the template. It's the only way. I mean, I, I agree and I don't agree. I mean. That's sometimes a, a surefire way for things to get worse when you start you ha- backing. You have to be tempted. So this is what I was kind of talking about with Watkins a bit with the shield thing. Because it, when you're trying to game rank, like both of us, to be fair, like I'm having a stinker as well um, the last few weeks. And you have to be really careful because you don't want to go completely rogue. Because if you go completely rogue, then you run the risk of dropping further behind because yeah. you take out the important players. So you want to have like the key structure of, of heavily owned players so you want to have the kdbs the the harlands you want to have you know probably ollie watkins to be fair and then you want to use the peripheral slots like where you've got garnacho and those those are the positions like where i've got gross that's a position that should really be working for me that should be the one that's gaining me mm. rank but it's not because i'm on the wrong one <laughs> so i those are the players i want to move around and i want to hold the players that are going to be my shields and protect my rank and then I want to move the other players around so that I can gain rank out of them because they're going to give me the biggest green arrows if I get them right. Yeah, see, I mean, I, I completely agree with all of that. I think that's, that's a lot of what the game is, knowing when to... Strategy. When, yeah, knowing when. But at the same time, Watkins, I look at Watkins and I think he hasn't got the penalties. No, I get why you've got to sell him. Like for your team, I understand. Yeah, that. I mean, he he's the kind of... so. You know, he's not someone that I particularly want to sell, but I'm looking at him and thinking he's highly owned. He's not really yeah. delivering. And I've got Darwin there, who's lesser owned, who's actually matching him for points. I know as ridiculous as it sounds. Darwin's actual output has, has been pretty good over the last four weeks. As long as he's fit. As long as he's fit. And it's Burnley. I, I don't really want to sell, you know, Darwin ahead of Burnley at home in, in 24. No. So, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's it's just a case of knowing when when to kind of 
roll the dice a little bit and, and when not to. And I, I haven't been doing that well this season because I've been getting it wrong. I've been rolling the dice when I shouldn't have done. I've been sticking with players for too long. Um, it's tough. Uh, Jared wants us to move on. He wants us to talk about Newcastle assets. Okay. I have got none in my team at the moment and they're playing Luton at home, which looks two. great. One of which doesn't start. Livramento, you still got him? Yeah. Yeah, because... I still feel so infuriated by Livermento because like he comes on against Aston Villa. I thought he was great. Like, he came on, he was great. He won't get the start because Trip is there. So I've got him and he's a problem. And now the transfer window's closed, I've got to deal with that probably. And then I've got Anthony Gordon, who I mean I'm glad to own him against Luton. I'm the the news about Isak actually made me happy because I think Gordon is better when there's an actual number nine. I don't really like Gordon when he's playing in the mm. nine. I don't think he was as effective there. I like him better when he's out wide. Um, I wish I had a burn or a Shah or a a defender, a cheaper defender that's going to play. Or Dubravka in goal. Why don't I have Dubravka in goal? Why don't why either of us have Dubravka in goal? Why have I got Martinez and Ariola? Why? I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the look of Newcastle um, going forward. I think now, now, obviously, the transfer window is closed. I think Trippier goes back to being an awesome asset between now and the end of the season. But can the you Champions afford League him? To worry about? Well, you can't. You, you, do you go Trent to Trippier? I think is the question. Um, yeah, because you can't have Trent, KDB, Haaland, Salah when he's back, Saka. One of even if you choose to have Madison or Richarlison over Sun, you still can't mm. afford all of those and put Trippier in your team. You just can't. It's not workable. Yeah, I mean, Gordon looks great, doesn't he? I mean, look at you look at the home games. You always look at the home games with Gordon, and it's Luton, Bournemouth, Wolves. They're the next three. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good three. I'm uh, happy with Gordon. Yeah, I'm very I happy bet. with Gordon. I just wish I had a defender to go alongside him, one that was actually going to play. Because the thing with Livermento is, it's not he's not one of those players that you can play in the hope that he gets a start across those weeks, because he'll likely come on for a one point cameo. So yep. what's going to inevitably happen is that if he does get a start, he'll end up on my bench for it. Very frustrating. I mean, you must be even more frustrated with Livermento because the one game he got points in, you benched him, didn't you? That was against Fulham yeah, when he got correct. nine. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Sarah W says Trent might even play midfield and Connor Bradley plays as a right back. Do you think that's likely? I don't think it's likely against Arsenal. I don't think he's likely do think, to do Do you that. think Trent comes back in for that then? I think he'll start Trent at right back against Arsenal. I think there's a probability that Bradley comes on later on in the game and goes to right back and Trent goes into the middle if Liverpool need that in order to progress the game but I think that there is a point during the season in maybe some of the easier fixtures where Bradley plays mm. at right back and Trent plays in midfield but I don't think you want to be taking up a Liverpool slot with Bradley and I don't think particularly given the blank game week coming up in 26 I don't think you want to be carrying someone like Bradley through a blank game week I don't think it's an issue if you've got Trent I, I fully expect Trent to start, don't you, against Arsenal at the weekend? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it was one of the all-time best performances from a player. He was incredible. He was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, 21 points from an XGI of 0.49. He should have had more. I know. If he had one more assist, then it would have been level with that amazing haul that Trent had all those yeah. you know, 
seasons before. He, he he was absolutely ridiculous, and it would it's harsh to bench him, but surely he goes with the experience of of Trent and everything else um, in that, and and gives like you say gives Bradley minutes to, towards the end of the game. That would be what I'd expect to happen. Maybe maybe we do see Trent in in midfield. Um, the midfield has been chopping and changing kind of each week. You know, Gravenberg comes in, and Endo comes in, McAllister's yeah. now back in the side. Never really sure. The, tr- the trouble is, is if Trent does come into midfield, it doesn't always necessarily mean a good thing because no. sometimes we see him playing quite deep lying, spreading play, and then it's Bradley bombing up and down, potentially up the up the wing yeah. where, where you want to see Trent play. I, so. I think honestly think Bradley has been so impressive. Those two games that I've watched him in in the, in the FA Cup against Arsenal and then in the game this week, I just thought he was epic. So mm. solid defensively great movement with the ball really really brilliant attacking threat like for for one so young she says sounding very old <laughs> i just thought he was like he just it was like nothing to him that he was playing for liverpool and i yeah. just i was so impressed i wish you could pick him in fpl because wouldn't it make life so easy if Klopp was just like right Trent, you play in midfield and bradley you're gonna play every week at right back because then we'd all just go Great. Four million Liverpool starting defender. Have, Perfect. Have a bit of that. I like this from uh, Harry Dawson. Someone in my work mini league bought in Bradley this week and benched him. <laughs> no! <laughs> love that. Absolutely love that. That would actually... I think I'd have cried. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and Rotelian says, Trent to Trippier is very possibly my transfer this week. When my team refreshed, I always like look at my first instincts. What's my first instinct transfer? And that was straight away my first instinct, Trent to Trippier for my own team. Yeah, mine was Avarez um, to Haaland. As well, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do Trent to Trippier because I want to target that Burnley game still, but I don't blame anyone for for thinking about it as well. Um, and I think we'll finish it up there. I will just answer this question from Cy89. Is Mark doing okay? Yeah, Mark's all right. He just needed a bit of a break from... Twitter in general. Um, which Everyone needs a break from Twitter from time to time. I can relate to. Uh, yeah, he's fine. He's taking a bit of a break. I'm on holiday next week. And yeah, hopefully Black Box will resume. Uh, after I that. can come on if he's not back. There you go. Perfect. You're the stand-in. Imagine. They log on no, to Black Box and it's me. They'll be like, what the hell's happening here? <laughs> What's happened Why to is it? Sam on Black Box? <laughs> <laughs> if, if Mark's not back, let's do the first Black call Box me. together. You and I. You call me. I've never, I've never been on Black Box. You haven't. It's going to be your, your debut debut appearance. If Mark's yep. not back, call me. You and I. Perfect. Done. Done deal. <laughs> uh, awesome. I think that is it then for us. We will see you all... Uh, well, I won't see you next week. You'll be doing it probably with Joe. I'll be next back week. with Joe next week. Yeah. Nice. And then you and I will be back uh, the week after. Maybe with the Black no. Box. No? Well, I'm on holiday for two weeks. Oh. Well, you're not doing Black Box then, are you? No, and I could do Black Box, but that week I might struggle with going to do the Q&A because of holiday. Okay. Black Box is Wednesday nights, right? Yeah. I'm all right for that. Okay. <laughs> Q&A, yeah. <laughs> I think actually, is it next week or the week? I think ne- I think I'm all right. I think you're right. Okay. We, we, we'll, chat. we'll chat. We'll be all right. We'll, we'll see each other soon. We'll just discuss it in person. Yeah, I've seen, seen a few hours. Yeah. See you, uh, see yeah. you uh, at, the, at the barbecue place. Well, I'll, no, I'll be coming to your house to pick you up. <laughs> Andy North being dumped off Blackbox Live is exactly, exactly what's happened. Uh, that was a very it. quick dumping as well. You it was. Go, I, yes, no, take yeah, just <laughs> chuck him out the window. Easy. Sounds off and you're done. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Uh, cool, right. Well, we will see you when we see you. Um, enjoy the Q&A with Joe next week, Sam. And me and you I will. I'll miss you. Very soon.
Oh, Hi guys. A, a, a sad end. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back soon. See you later. Bye guys.